back to backstage cinema, the best destination. For, oh, wait a second. Should I hit him with a hello there? Like a yeah, we should. Right. Unless the wait, we're not doing the oh, yeah, we'll episode do first. We'll do that next time. <laughs> F. <laughs> Big F's in the chat, boys. Fa- fail number four today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to backstage cinema, the best destination for all things movies, movie making, and more. I'm your host, Jaden. I'm your other host, Ike. And who do we have joined with us today, Ike? We have my good old buddy Noah Howard. Noah, Hello. how's it going? Dude, it's going so well. I'm so blessed to be here. Excellent, blessed. excellent. Blessed. Blessed First up, person to say blessed to be Dude, here. Bless Everyone up in the says. chat. Bless <laughs> up in the chat. Bless up in the comments below. Hit us with your best uh, praise hand emojis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, let the audience get to know you a little bit. Obviously, they know your name, but uh, okay. what, are your, what are your likes? What are your dislikes? Yeah, Stuff so like that. I'm Noah. Start politically. Start politically. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Let's get you canceled. <laughs> Uh, so my name is Noah, and I'm about to graduate with a uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts in Motion Pictures Production, nice. Ooh. which is pretty cool. Uh, I want to take that into ministry, so right now I'm interning at a pretty fair-sized church, uh, so that's going pretty well. And movie-wise, uh, I have a big interest in like movies with a lot of good cinematography so Amen. a lot Same. of those you know classic stereotypical uh, film student movies like blade runner oh yeah. yeah roger Deakins in general stuff like that yeah. uh it just that suits my fancy i also just like fun things like star wars and back to the future stuff like that predator alien that type of thing okay let me hit you with a question that my brother asked when he was on what's probably like your favorite just like cinematic scene from any movie like what's what's like a or maybe just like maybe a top three or just one that you just really appreciate where anytime you can like go back to it and look and you're just like wow that is just absolutely just such a beautiful scene or like a favorite shot something like that. yeah like a shot we can all actually answer we've had yeah, enough no, time yeah, to think about it so in terms of shot when you think, when I think of, oh, what's like the most kind of amazing shot? I think of Ryan Gosling's little silhouette walk he does in the desert in the new Blade oh, Runner movie. Oh yeah, like that instantly pops in my head. Uh, I think in terms of maybe like story wise, I go back to Five Hundred Days of Summer, which is a movie I really like, really Ooh, yeah, resonate yeah, yeah. with, and that scene mm. where he's. Uh, getting into architecture and stuff at the end of the movie. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but yeah, it's uh, when he's starting to get over uh, Zoe Deschanel, I really go back to that scene and really enjoy that. That's a good one. She sucks one. anyway, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, she's got in that movie. He deserves yeah. better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> her character. There, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Now we're on better terms. Yeah, yeah, her okay. character. <laughs> Ike, what about you? Uh, I know I'd answered like 1917 before. I know I said mm-hmm. uh, French Dispatch. There were a couple scenes from that that were just like absolutely fantastic. Um, also, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind has some really cool, oh, yeah. cool shots as well. But I don't know if I have like an absolute favorite. I'd have to think on it more. Granted, I said that last time, and I never did because <laughs> I didn't yeah. know I'd be asking this question again. But hey, here, here we are. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna. Also, say exactly what you said, but I'll do I'll do recency bias. I'll do like the best shot this year. Um, <laughs> can we just say all of Top Gun Maverick for the most part? Might as well. Visually was beautiful, but ha- really have you seen Top? Not yet. Oh wow! Oh, you got to see Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, probably the best shot I've seen all year is from Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I'm not going to say what it is. If if you if you've seen it, you know. Just think Grand Canyon, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I thought you were going to say bagels. No. no, I should have. I should have. 
but I didn't, so sucks right. to suck, I guess. <laughs> That's the way to do. Yeah. So um, I think this is ironic. I didn't realize that we were the exact same person. We both have an internship, and I'm literally leaving tomorrow to go to a school to look at exactly what you are no way. hopefully about to be graduating with. So oh, Wow, my man. Yeah. Good luck, sir. Yeah, it well can be pretty difficult at times, so good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I will see how it goes. But uh, So we got to watch, or you may have already seen it, but I got to watch a couple of things that you worked on today. Oh, I watched them today. You've already worked <laughs> on them in the past. So you want to kind of give everyone a bit of what you've uh, worked on and what your roles were when it came to your uh, short films that you helped with? The short films. Uh, so the first one that I'm pretty proud of uh, that I wrote and directed is uh, a film called Under the Sun, which was made with a four-person crew, uh, two actors, very tight budget, under $100. Oh, wow. Uh, it was pretty... It's pretty interesting i say how we made it we shot it in one day and it turned out to be about eight minutes long which is pretty crazy to shoot yeah. something in one day and have and eight minutes long. of usable footage wow. yeah uh so that was a really crazy experience shooting that um so it's about a world war ii soldier right and the idea is he's wandering through africa after his uh, platoon gets wiped out by british or german forces right mm. he's british and the day we were shooting it in late November, I think, and the day we had set to shoot, it started snowing. Ooh! And it's supposed to be in Africa. Yeah. That's uh, a little. You could write some crazy. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But by the time we were ready to shoot, we got there. I think it was around ten in the morning. All the snow had gone. It was a hard snow too. Like oh, there was really? a ton of snow everywhere. Yeah, it was still snowing when I was driving up to Dayton, and it was all gone by the time. Uh, it came to shoot, but it was also very gray and cloudy. But a little, you know, post production changed that because I mean, yeah. you guys saw that. I mean, yeah, it looked pretty yeah. deserty, didn't it? It not? did, it yeah, did. yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, we really did a good job with that. One little fun. There's two little fun bits that I like to point out is that uh, I forgot to bring boots. <laughs> you probably saw that. Yeah, he's wearing, like, man, he's wearing Under Armour shoes in one of the shots, and you can <laughs> see it. But I really yeah. liked the shot in general, so I kept it in. I didn't cut it out, and I kind of segued into another shot, so I had to keep it in there, I felt yeah. like. But I I kicked myself to this day that I didn't bring the, the boots. But <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that a has fun a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it has, a, it has a charm to it, you know? Yeah. You can always look back on that, and you're like, hey, this is the time I didn't wear boots, but these instead yeah 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 also another thing about that one his uh the main guy's nose if you look closely it's it's kind of red it's bright red because oh, it was well. so because cold, of the cold. Yeah. yeah it was so cold Makes out sense. yeah you can kind of see that it's actually bright red and so the whole time like we had to give our coats to the actors to keep them warm mm. well yeah and the actress didn't bring a coat so i gave her mine and so i was out there oh. freezing the real man. gentleman right here a real gentleman bro yes, you sir. gotta you gotta do what you gotta do in the name of cinema sometimes man <laughs> yeah that, that you do yeah it was really cool we got to work with a, a real fire which made the nighttime shots that much richer i felt like mm. yeah it added a lot of kind of color i think we did a really good job with the color of that movie so i was pretty proud of that um i think the next thing i did that i really like i did some short documentaries that was in 2020 in the height of the lockdown i don't know if you watched any of those but no uh i really enjoyed making those because it was just like you know you couldn't have a big crew in fact you could only do it for us for our class or just the one person right 
one person you go out shoot something whatever right. that was really fun because that felt very just kind of you're on the go you're doing your own thing you know you're just deciding what shots you want to get on the fly that was really fun i really enjoyed that uh the next big thing i did was i wrote and directed uh, a movie called pomegranate which was a story kind of based on relationship between me and my first roommate when we kind of had a falling out and I wrote the story kind of around that premise, um, Mm. which I'm going to uh, re-edit very soon. I'm very busy right now. There's so much going on. I still have a little bit of school to finish. I have an internship. I have a part-time job. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, so I'm going to re-edit that soon because some stuff got cut out of the current cut that is out there mm-hmm. and uh but i'm really kind of proud of a lot of the colors and shots mm-hmm. that we got that was kind of a lot of the main vision i had i think uh, i've already re-edited a part of the um kind of breakdown scene she has i don't know if you guys saw that yeah. remember yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh i make it a lot kind of whippier kind of a lot faster and more energetic more frantic i guess so um but i'm really proud of what we did with that and i can't wait to actually finish that and then kind of the last big project that I did as part of my senior practicum was uh, with director Benjamin Hollinger. I edited his film and I also served as script soup on uh, Drown, which is a yeah. really, really well done movie. He, I think that's definitely his best film to date. It was really well written, mm-hmm. very well acted, very well directed. And it just turned out really well. I feel like everybody who worked on that film just completely gave it their all. And editing wise, it gave me a lot of kind of fun opportunities you know because it had a long kind of five minute segment where it goes underwater and you got to hide the different cuts between the shots and stuff because there's about like six or seven different shots in that segment but it's edited together kind of 1917 style exactly a rope or whatever movie uh to be just one continuous flow so Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool i really enjoyed that yeah, I remember actually being the star of Drown, and actually <laughs> oh, I remember, yeah. we, had I remember we, we, we had a scene together. We had a scene <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Dude, right. we, that scene was like probably like peak of my career yeah. right there. <laughs> peak of yours too, honestly. Like, yeah, that was that was big time. I was on it for approximately two seconds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, two I didn't seconds fame. He was like, "You notice?" I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <should> I? <laughs> "Yeah." I think I think the coolest part, obviously, the underwater stuff is really cool. But I think the best shot, and maybe I'm assuming that you edited this one too. Is when it goes to a really wide angle of the entire, um, I don't know what you call it. I mean, the pool, I guess. Okay. It's when, um, towards the beginning, when the two girls are actually walking away, and it transitions to a group of three oh, and actually the in the pool. Yeah, and I it's talking about. seamless. It looked very cool. I Good. thought that was a very impressive. Mm-hmm. That's edit. awesome. Yeah, it was a, that was a lot of fun to edit. And Ben is very involved, just the whole process, of course. So we both worked together extensively and it was a lot of fun uh i think the scene honestly that i had the most fun putting together was like the argument scene at the end mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. the little trial scene they have uh that was really fun just because it's uh you know it can sometimes be difficult to keep the 180 rule when there's like four different people talking yeah you know and they're all like one side of a table but one person's on the other side of the table it's like how does that work so right. I, that was fun i feel like though uh me and Ben really made that work and it was very kind of fast. I feel like the pacing in that scene was really good too. So yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Since you're uh, soon to be graduating, I guess for, for those who may be curious or interested or what, what is one thing that when you kind of were coming into this, you were kind of expecting compared to now that you're about finished, how, how many things were you like, Oh my God, I really 
I really didn't know what I was doing here or something like that. In terms of filmmaking or just what I expected? What you were expecting heading into now that you're about done, kind of what, what you got out of I it. I guess just like how much work goes into planning a movie, right? And how much stuff you're actually doing on set. Post-production is about what you think it is. Yeah, right. You know? I mean, it might take a while still, but I mean, it's about what you think it is. But there is so much stuff producer-wise that you have to you know get done all these mm. you know documents you need signed right all these deals and crew deals and uh releases and just so much stuff that you gotta account for it's uh it's it can be overwhelming yeah. which is i was interested in being like a producer role at first but i did it for uh another one of ben's films stowaway and it was just so much i was like know if i actually like this uh it's right. just so much stuff so yeah it's just so much planning and when it comes to like shots you have to have everything you have to have your lights pre-planned out you have to have your camera angles your shots planned out mm-hmm. sometimes even like the height of your camera you think is going to be have that planned out of course mm-hmm. you can change it day of but yeah. you always have to go into it with a plan so yeah. that, i think that was the biggest kind of surprise for me and just how labor intensive it is to get to shoot you know to get to set and be ready to go. Yeah. So what was probably, maybe it's not like one singular thing, but like what sparked your, your interest in movies? Like, or maybe what's like your earliest memory of just you just thinking about cinema and be like, yes, this is what I want to pursue. Uh, so when I was a teenager, I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> I, I wanted to be an actor. I did quite a bit of acting. I took uh, some acting classes. I, did a few performances in high school with uh, some groups, and I was really uh, had a really great time doing that. I love acting, love performing. I still do. Mm. And well, when it c- came time to like choose a career path, I yeah. was like, I don't, I don't know if acting is very uh, a very volatile uh, career path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if nope. I can actually, you know, yeah. make money off of this. So I, That's fair. so I looked into like social media and like media creation, broadcasting, journalism, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then my dad pointed out, you know, motion pictures program. And I was like, Hmm, that's kind of like a nice in between, you know, between yeah. broadcasting and acting, you know, not necessarily being the one in front of the camera, being the one behind the camera, you know, cause you can, I mean, we're in the 21st century. There's always work yeah. for, editing for videoing you know whether it's for movies or not you know if it's for even a streamer on twitch or something like that everyone needs editor everyone needs people who know video who know cameras who know how to put that together and know how to get good shots and make something look good and know how to light so i was like let me let me go ahead and pursue that you know yeah it makes sense yeah and going through that my interest in kind of cinema i guess became more prevalent just going through those classes i found an appreciation for movies i mean i liked you know stuff like star wars and stuff beforehand but you know i started to enjoy kind of you know more well-made movies like the ones behind us now after after going to film school rather than like going into film school like some of our friends you know who are also motion pictures majors had before that so i would say that's kind of my start yeah so what would you uh now that you say you have a better appreciation, what would you say 
um, off the top of your head, I guess, what are like five movies that really stand out to you as uh, I don't, maybe favorites, maybe ones that give you the most inspiration, but something along those lines? Okay. A lot of the movies I like, even though, uh, I'm trying to think. Blade Runner is a very film student answer. But it's very good. But, so. it, is, but it is very good, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it looks gorgeous, uh, both of them, honestly. Uh, so that's uh, that's one I would say. I, would, I mean, I didn't care for Blade Runner before film school, so that's yeah. definitely a big one for me. Um, a lot of the other movies I feel like I like are very kind of, Hollywood kind of classical style. I'm a huge fan of the three act structure, right? And just mm-hmm. following kind of the set of uh, film plot course, because yeah. you know the more movies you watch, you're like, oh, they have a very similar film, you know, structure. You know, that's a there's a reason for that, right? And in my opinion, it's because it works. So early Correct. stuff that kind of perfects that, like Casablanca. Hitchcock films mm-hmm. like Psycho, um, Psycho maybe not as much, but North yeah. by Northwest and Rear Window, mm-hmm. those movies are just you know, the the three act structure like made perfect. Oh yeah, right. So I really enjoy movies like that, and also Back to the Future is probably my favorite movie that also fits in that category where it has, just has a perfect three act structure and mm-hmm. everything has a payoff. Every single little Amen. detail in that movie has a payoff. And I just absolutely love that about that movie. Every mm-hmm. single little detail has a payoff somewhere in that movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing is wasted in that movie. And I so I really enjoy that. Um, also, taking foreign classes, uh, you know, foreign films, like I took a class about Jean-Luc Godard. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his stuff. I don't think so. Yeah, he made a Breathless. I know Quentin Tarantino is a big fan of that. I've heard I've heard Quentin Tarantino talk about that, but nobody yeah. else. But yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a big movie buff, so like <laughs> yeah. it makes sense. But uh, so I have an appreciation for those films, just because I also watch just so many, just so boring movies that you know, even movies that are more boring in general to like a public audience, I can find some bit yeah. of enjoyment in because I just yeah. have to watch so many just oh, so terrible movies. If you ask me, <laughs> it's so bad. So I can find enjoyment in those movies too. What's probably the worst movie movie you've ever seen then? Not Morbius. Like you <laughs> can't Morbius. say Morbius. That's like the best movie, dude. What are you talking that should about? Should be on the wall, actually. Can we please like that'll no? Be, just take down all of them. Put yeah, down just put one. Morbi- no, put all sixteen or Morbius. Oh, there you go. That works. There's a movie by by John Lugodar that he made kind of as his career kind of was dwindling in like the '80s. I have to think of its name. It's a very weird movie. Um, mm. It's shot on a camera looking at like two video screens. And Interesting. Yes. And n- there's very little related in the two images that are shown. Sometimes there's not two images shown, but right. there's very little related in like the scenes that are shown. And... There's uh there's some stuff that I'm not gonna get into. I think it's called number two. I think it's called number two. I number think two. I think it makes sense why it's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a number one. I think it's called number two. Uh, I think that's the style of the movie, but it's just I'm not even gonna go into detail of what the content is of that movie. If you're that interested, go look it up. Uh, yeah, it, that was definitely the worst movie I've ever seen, and that's saying mm. a lot because he has some rough movies to watch. So. 
Have you seen uh, Ed Wood or Tim Burton's Ed Wood? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So it's like a. Have you are you familiar with it at all, Jaden? I haven't seen it, but I was gonna ask: Is that what you would consider the worst movie of all time? Ed Wood. Yeah. No, it's or about like, it's about like Hollywood's most infamous like bad director who just like pumped out so many just bad movies because of like how low budget Con- they all were. But like, what constitutes the worst movie of it, all time? It, it's all you could say it's opinion based, mm-hmm. honestly. Well, yeah, but is it like? Is it something that got released in a theater? Is it something someone uploaded to YouTube? Mm, the lost I mean, pastor. Well, in order to ask the question, what is the worst blank? You have to define what blank is. So, what would how would you define a movie? What is a movie's purpose? So, this is the better. Well, actually, once We're we deep. once we get this, <laughs> I, I got a question I got to ask you specifically. But uh, on what makes or breaks a movie? Is that what you're asking? No, like what is literally literally just like. What is a movie's purpose? Like, how would you define a movie? What's a movie's goal? Bro, this is like flashbacks to a couple weeks back talking. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, you know, as a film major, that is a very complicated question. Yes, that yes, has it been is. questioned by several filmmakers over time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh, yeah. I know even in certain countries, like in the '30s, in the uh, Soviet Russia, there was filmmakers, uh, Eisenstein and Vertov. And Vertov was basically as close to real life as possible. Absolutely, almost no editing. Just you go out with a camera, you start filming. His huh. biggest film being called A Man with a Movie Camera. Whereas Asian Stain was like editing, editing, editing. Mm. It's all about the editing. You get your themes, your everything from the editing. Mm. And so yeah. his biggest movies are about editing. So even then, you know, it's just like, what what does film do for you, right? For Vertov, it was to capture real life. And a lot of kind of Italian neorealist filmmakers also had that, a similar kind of concept to that. Uh, but with Eisenstein, it was, you know, you're supposed to make cuts, you know, and infer different things from cuts, kind of trick the human mind into thinking about themes from things that on paper shouldn't be correlated to each other. But when you cut them together in a movie, Oh, it brings up this, you know, image of a powerful government or an oppressive government or something like mm-hmm. that. So do you think that I guess in that sense it all just comes down to the vision behind it? Mm-hmm. Cuz both of them have two different visions and that's why I was going to say I think it all comes down to the vision or the story or whatever. Which is why I think we have all these debates on who's the best director and th- this director doesn't like this guy's movies or you know, all this back and forth, but ultimately it all comes down to vision perspective on what the movie is that they're trying to present so maybe it's not a question of like oh whose vision is better but rather who failed the most at achieving their own particular vision maybe something like that yeah because yeah i would agree that's a that's a good statement i feel like yeah and it's just going back to what you asked a couple minutes earlier what's the worst or what is the worst movie you've ever seen what he said is you know your least favorite could be somebody's favorite. It's all opinion based. Which There's why. nobody on planet Earth There's that well, thinks number well, two is the best movie <laughs> ever made. <laughs> I guarantee fair. that right Guaranteed. now. But but you know, everybody has their own favorites, and you know, as a director, you probably well, the not so humble ones probably assume that everything they make is the greatest of all time. So that's yeah. just how it goes, though. 
So if it hits the movie theaters, is it automatically like hit this cap of like it automatically cannot be the worst movie of all time because there's going to be some sort of fan base for it. Whereas mm-hmm. number two, I'm assuming wasn't like no that wasn't blockbuster, like it wasn't released no, in it theaters was or anything. Banned instantly. Banned instantly. Yeah, banned instantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think if it gets shown, I heard someone else say this. I think in a podcast. If it gets shown in a movie theater, there is already an objective. It's not the worst movie ever yep. made. If it yeah. gets shown in a movie theater, then it has at least some production value to it, right? Mm. Okay. Well, then at that point, what's probably the worst movie released in theaters? Since number that's, two wasn't, maybe that's okay. the better question. Well, I don't mind, but you guys can figure it out first. I don't know. That's a. I mean, that's a hard question. I mean, I yeah, tried to avoid... Question watching movies i know are bad <laughs> because yeah. you're, you're spending money i don't want to spend money and watch a movie that's yeah. bad you know i right. actually enjoy it i think it's it's you know taking all the criticisms aside see if there's anything good that you can come up with or yeah. take out of it or at the very least it gives you a good laugh yeah so what would maybe you consider the worst movie you've ever seen in theaters other than curious george because i know Curi- no bro that. bro i love movie. curious george i, haven't um, seen movie. I was with oh, yeah. you i was like you five. said you said oh, it was dude. the first movie you remember in theaters right yeah, I saw. Yeah. I remember that Agreed. in theaters, and Same. I watched it like three times in a row. And the rest like, is I over legit. here like that. Just shows our age difference, and then literally some like, movie a year. Bruh, the first younger. movie I remember yeah. is Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah. That's a solid movie. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. What would the worst be? I'll just say mine while you guys are thinking. Secret think Life of Pets too. <laughs> I don't really? know. I fell. I fell asleep during the entire movie. I think the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters is uh, Fantastic Four, the one from like t- Oh, with Michael B. Jordan. Miles Teller in it. Yeah, like 2016 or 15. Yeah, Horrible. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's fair. See, again, I, I didn't see that because I heard everyone say it was a trash movie, so you know, right. 14-year-old Noah didn't want to spend his money <laughs> on a <laughs> right. movie. He's going to come out like, yeah. man, this sucks, and nobody else is talking about it. So No, that's well, fair. I guess this is a good transition, though, on the flip side. So, yeah, um, a movie that came out in 2017 that got critically acclaimed, was praised beyond imagination, I guess, um, was The Last Jedi. And we all know exactly how that went over when the fans mm. saw it. So uh, because you said you like Star Wars, too, what are your uh, maybe hot takes, maybe safe takes on that film? Because that kind of segues perfectly, actually. OK, so The Last Jedi is an interesting topic for me. And I've watched... I've watched a lot of content on the, the Last Jedi, right? On Same. YouTube and stuff. A lot of criticisms, mm. a lot of critiques, people defending it, people tearing it down. And I think for the most part, my response to it has remained the same. And that might just be out of rebellion, out of how many people are like, oh, The Last Jedi sucks. Uh, but I had such them. a great theater experience like the crowd was electric oh, yeah. that night when i went and saw it at the premiere it was nuts i mean everybody was cheering applauding everything i mean it was i mean it was crazy my my heart was going in that movie like it was so fun and yeah. i felt like the ending wrapped it up so well i mean that was just such a great movie experience like that crowd was so fun that was maybe my favorite crowd. I, th- I had a great crowd for The Force Awakens too. Oh yeah! But it was just—it was so fun that night. I will—I won't ever forget that experience. Everyone was cheering when like 
Luke disappeared or like got revealed that he actually wasn't there. Everyone's cheering. And I was just like so confused. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, wait, what? He's not there. Yeah. What? Everyone's cheering. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Like, what? Yeah, like it was just so fun. It was so cool. Yeah. Um yeah. so being able to look back now, so obviously I'm gonna look at it with Rose tinted glasses just in that regard mm-hmm. ironic Iro- ironic uh-huh. rose um <laughs> i like everything done with luke ray and kylo ren which is like Ooh, that's a hot take it's like what 80 85 percent of the movie mm-hmm. um you know the finn stuff and the rose stuff i don't think the finn and rose stuff are like oh this is like the you it doesn't I mean? ruin it's the like, experience for yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't ruin the experience. Like, it's not that bad. It's it's not that it's bad. It's just out of place. It's a little if out anything. of place. Yeah, I would say that. It's a little out of place. Poorly um, written. It could definitely have been done better. But I remember looking up the time of it. It's like that whole scene like in Canto Bite and stuff, that's 12 minutes of a two and a half hour movie. It's very... Really? S- yeah. It feels like half the movie. I think it's actually less than I think it's only like 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's not... So it's not very long. It's not very long at all. It is a long movie. Um, so when you take out that fact, you're left with like 90% of a movie that's like, oh, mm. this is actually pretty cool. Because most of the stuff is about Ray and Luke and Kylo. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that stuff. And I've... I don't know. Have I explained to you... I don't know, I can get really nerdy into why I think the decisions done with Luke were good decisions, especially given The Force Awakens. I want to hear them just that, because yeah. I think I'm I think it's probably something you need to explain. Okay. I think we're we're going to go against you on this one. Okay. So, yeah. possibly. Possibly. Yeah. And every time I've explained this to someone, they've gone actually that makes sense. So, yeah. I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get the same All, right. I get. All right. So, a lot of people say like when Luke goes to kill Ben in the flashback scene, right? He raises his lightsaber to kill him, right? Everyone says he wouldn't do that, right? He wouldn't do that. That's goes against everything he stood for in Return of the Jedi. You know, he, he fought to bring Vader back to the light, right? That is true. That is true. But when Vader tells him that he's going to go after his sister, he loses it. He goes ham. He almost kills him. He almost True. kills him. Mm-hmm. And you can think of that as just like the exact same thing in The Last Jedi, but as a Luke that has matured because he only thinks about it for a split second. He doesn't swing. He doesn't go at him. He turns it on, holds it up, and then stops. He doesn't go any further than that because, you know, he's looking into Ben's mind and he sees that he is going to kill everything Luke has built for the past 10 years everything that Luke's done, all these children that he's raised and trained from who knows how young, you know what I mean? All these students that he's grown to love and to care for, Ben's going to kill them all just like that. And just for a split second, he thinks about killing Ben just like he does in Return of the Jedi, you know? But he stops instantly Hmm. because he's matured, you know? And he's not going to make that same mistake he did by almost killing Vader in Return of the Jedi. So... I like how you kind of flipped it on its head of like, oh, he's like, he's become more immature now because like he immediately tries to kill him even before he's done anything wrong. But like, like you said, like beforehand when Vader was going to go after Leia, like he went ham, like you said, but then now he only just thought about it. So in your words, that makes sense. (laughs) That makes a little sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I was bluffing. I actually have agreed with what you were going to say the whole time. I actually like the way that he's been treated just because... Look, 
the whole Ben thing, I, I've been always iffy on. But after 30 years, you're going to change as a person. And going back to what you just said about Return of the Jedi, and Kenobi did a good job of this, and so is the Clone Wars. Like, Anakin, the way that he fought, at a split second's notice, he'd be going crazy and just beating somebody down, which is why I thought it was nice. And we're not talking Kenobi right now, but, you know, in Kenobi, they tried to mimic when Luke is just going at Vader over and over when Obi-Wan has his lightsaber down and Anakin's just going ham on him. Like, it's just in the Skywalker blood, if anything. And I don't know. It, they treat it like Logan where, you know, and Logan, he's he's a different character. Wolverine's a different character than he was 20-plus mm-hmm. years ago. Like, as as great as everyone wants Luke Skywalker to be, he's going to change after 30 years. The the one criticism I give is when, when Ray finally hands him the lightsaber. He, when he throws it over his shoulder, I thought that was stupid. It got that the might laughs, have been a little Yeah, it might have been a little too far. But I think that was meant to kind of set up where the movie was going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you knew instantly from that moment. Oh, this isn't the Luke that I wrote about in my fan fiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I'll, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just never accept the lightsaber throw. That's just me, though. Yeah, that's fair. I think given the Force Awakens, because I mean, the Force First Order blows up like I don't know, like ten something planets, yeah. you know, something like that, a dozen planets. This, you know, Luke does nothing in that movie. Like, where is he? What's he doing? This was the best possible course you could mm-hmm. take, Luke, given The Force Awakens. Yeah. So I think if you have a problem with the choices that were made with Luke, your problem lies in The Force Awakens mm-hmm. in Ooh. that he doesn't do anything yeah. in that movie while you know billions of people are blown up and killed, yeah. right? And nothing happens. Stuff is going on with Han and his son and his, you know, his sister's son. And uh, you know, Han dies and he's not there and all this stuff. You know, if you have a problem with luke's kind of story arc in the sequel trilogy then you have a problem with the force awakens Mm -hmm. not the last jedi it i think another thing to add on to that is they treat him like han solo in in a new hope where even when ray leaves to go back to um i almost said exegol that's not true that's rise of skywalker goes to uh crate uh he doesn't go it's not till he actually walks through those doors um inside the base where we realize oh luke skywalker actually came to Mm -hmm. help I want to know your thoughts on this, though, because I think that people... The movie got criticized a lot because Luke passed away. But one of the things that The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi set up so well is Luke's ability with the Force almost does not exist anymore. When Chewie walks in to his cabin, the first thing he asks is, where is Han? He had no idea that Han died. Couldn't even sense it through the Force. Um, When the Republic was just completely wiped out. Luke didn't come help because Luke had no idea his powers or he's ignored his Jedi side because mm-hmm. of what happened with him and Ben. So what, I guess what are your thoughts on the way that that was treated and how he kind of was killed off per se? I know people are like, that's not Luke. He'd be able to, you know, his p- force powers are strong enough to, you know, break through that. But uh, so, and this is speaking, you know, especially as a teenager, Luke was like maybe my favorite character in fiction, you know, Leading up Still into is or no? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't think I would choose a character I like more than Luke. Um, but I I would say his, his death brought a tear to my eye. I was definitely, as oh, a same. Luke fan, same. very satisfied with the way he died. But I don't know. I feel like it's it's silly. Um, I mean, you made a good point with that. And I think it's just silly to be like, oh, Luke died too early. Okay. I mean... 
all the other like mentors in Star Wars died, died very early on in their first or second movie. So I mean, I mean, Yoda gets like, like a what a cameo in Return of the Jedi yeah. and then dies. I mean, Obi-Wan, it's just Qui Gon. Yeah, Qui Gon dies first one. Obi Wan dies in the New Hope. I mean, it's just I think it's silly that to say like oh he he died too early he should have been in the last one because it's like he's got to come back as a force ghost you know we we need to see that yep. so i i think it made a lot of sense that he would die right i mean yeah i no, i wasn't shocked by that it was it was like a bittersweet moment and they did he did a really good job with it it was very pretty very well done and again cinematography cinematography in the last jedi is just amazing and this is a tangent but it is such a distinct style from the rest of all of the Star Wars movies is very distinct in its style, and I also like it for that. But yeah, that's how I feel about Luke's death. I think maybe the big reason people didn't like it is literally what you just said. It's so distinct, it's so different. Um, with the shots, I'm a huge defender of the Ray and Kylo Ren fight versus the Praetorian Guards with a really nice red background. I think that's a great scene. But it's that was awesome. It was Ryan. I, this is a problem, I guess, with Ryan Johnson. But I, I do really like Knives Out. But he, he goes against, or he, goes steers away from your expectations and your, uh, with a lot of the surprises, I guess. Like visually, it looked, you could tell it was Star Wars, but it was shot in a different way. The visuals looked, well, they looked just as good as they always do. But you know, the shots looked so unique. Um, so many twists and turns in that film that some worked, some didn't, but. It was the first Star Wars movie to kind of steer away from what is considered Star Wars. I think realistically, it may be one of the only ones with a direct, like you can tell who the director is. Because I, I don't like J.J. Abrams, but all of his movies could be directed by anyone. That's just my opinion, though. But I think he has a distinct style. I think like you can tell Star Trek and The Force Awakens are both made by J.J. Abrams. I don't know, but the rehashes of original yeah, stuff, yeah, too. Well, yeah, that too, that too. I can't. Was was he made as original? I can't remember. He made that like a uh, World War One movie a few years ago with like zombies. I don't remember World that. War Z. No, World War Z is an underrated film. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I just watched it recently. I liked it. No, um, I can't remember what it's called, but most of what J.J. Abrams seemed to have done is just big time franchises. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it makes some money. He makes the franchises money, so they keep hiring him. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, the prequels obviously were very different than the original trilogy, yeah. so I feel like you can't say that The Last Jedi is the first kind of deviation from Star Wars because oh, the, yeah. the prequels were a deviation from what the established norm for Star Wars was, oh, yeah. you know? And that's because George Lucas, you know, wanted to keep pushing forward. He never wanted to stay in mm-hmm. the same place, right? He always wanted to have the newest technology to use the newest technology, you know, to push the boundaries forward of what a movie could do, you know, and that's why he founded ILM, you know, so he could always be doing the best visuals, yeah. you know what I mean? The biggest stories and that type of thing. So, yeah. So I guess to segment out of Star Wars, I, I you just remind me of something. So prequels, like you just said, they were distinct, they were original, and they were hated. Now, 20 years later, the prequels are, like, beloved because, mm-hmm. of, again, I think all of us re- probably grew... Well, you haven't been in Star Wars as, as long. No, I, I only just like got into it when I was, like, 15 or so. Like fresh really? Star Wars yeah. Fan <laughs> it was, like, a long time thing. So, like, I grew up with the prequels and the Clone Wars. So, mm-hmm. I always liked them. So, do you think maybe 
10, 15 years from now, the sequels will become as beloved maybe to that fan group. Obviously, we could talk Star Wars all night, and ta- Star Wars is easily the most toxic fan base of all time. I, I don't think it's even close, but do you think maybe this conversation we're having will just become more normalized where people actually can accept that those movies, while it may not be the best, like people can actually appreciate them for what they are instead of hating? If anybody appreciates Episode Nine, I'll slap you. But <laughs> I, it doesn't. Well, episode Nine. There's only eight. Oh uh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no. I think though that I think you're right. I think that there will be a younger generation who grew up on these movies because obviously they made billions of dollars. Definitely, kids, yeah. and parents, everybody saw them. Uh, so I definitely think there is a younger generation. And I remember there's a story. I forget who was told, but I read this little story of uh, this guy rode Star Tours in Disneyland, right? The Star Wars ride they have there. Oh, yeah. And there was, I think, a scene from, like, Jakku, and there was, like, a little cameo by John Boyega. And there was a little kid that got really excited on, the, on his ride. I was like, look, it's Finn. It's Finn. Look, <laughs> there he is. Yeah. And it, it kind of made that person think, like, huh, that kid's really excited about seeing Finn on the screen. Yeah. He's like, maybe the same thing will happen with these movies that happen kind of with the prequels, oh, you yeah. know, whereas us kids are now grown up and we're like, Hey, we grew up on these things. You know, we love these things. These things yeah. are great. So I think it's definitely a real possibility that that, that will happen because there's definitely some value, especially to both the force awakens and the last Jedi. I think there's definitely value to those movies and there is things to be appreciated. So I think kids growing up will definitely find a lot that, they like you know and a lot of stuff that was fun and exciting to them as a kid and they'll hold on to that and be able to enjoy it even more when they grow up yeah i think a lot of it comes down to and i really like what you said about finn especially in my opinion he's one of the most wasted characters of all time but people still resonate with characters such as in i guess the prequels your uh your jar jar binks or like a plucoon or a kid fist or these characters that you would have expected to have bigger roles that didn't um yeah i think that they'll just be i hope that there's an appreciation for them even i know we were making jokes about the last or not the last jedi the rise of skywalker there are good bits but they're few and far between but that's what the shows are for because somehow palpatine return is one of the worst and laziest excuses to bring a character back i've ever heard so yeah Movie's rough, but we're not. Yeah, we're not here to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, sorry, <laughs> we're talking about something here. that doesn't exist. I forgot. Oh yeah. yeah, episode nine. Episode nine. That'd be a fun podcast idea because I know because I've I've read the script, but I read a lot about what the Colin Trevorrow script yeah, was. was. There's a lot. Mm. That'd be really fun if like you had a podcast where you read through the script. That'd be really cool. I feel like and then gave your opinions on it at the end of it. That, that would act, that's a great or maybe idea. have people like act it out yeah. or like maybe not yeah. act it out but they read their lines I'll maybe. be Ray mm-hmm. who wants to be Kylo I don't know as long as we can insert a scene where we make out or something I'm, yeah. I'm down for it <laughs> <laughs> something like that something along those lines yeah. so other than Star Wars I guess because obviously you said that what and Back to the Future um, what would you consider like I don't know maybe the best movie genre or the one that really hits home with you the best movie genre yeah. Um, is there? I mean, there's a difference, I guess. I have kind of like two sides, whereas, like mm-hmm. you know, I can appreciate a Marvel movie, like, oh, this is fun, I enjoy this movie, and then I can appreciate 
something like the Cinema. Godfather. It's like, oh, this is very well crafted. You know, mm. th- you know, there's so much thought putting put into the lighting and stuff. Citizen Kane, that type of movie. So yeah, um, it's hard to pin down. I guess what's the best kind of genre because like I equally enjoy uh say one of my favorite franchises the alien franchise and i love Ooh. both alien and aliens even though they're two different genres i love them almost fair, equally yeah. they are both just fantastic movies and so i guess it's kind of hard to choose one genre over another they both do have different purposes they do different things but they do those things so well that i get equal enjoyment yeah. of watching both of them maybe well i think genre is still the right word but like I guess if you if if you're trying to make it less specific, like like maybe an action genre or like the western genre. Or oh, like, like what's the rom- best of like those comedies. movies? Like what would you like? Or like both those genres? I mean. Yeah, like I can't remember what you said. We we had we, I mean this is a while ago. But I said my favorite genre is probably like western. a western or like oh, some type of right. sci-fi. Or or I think I said sci-fi. Drama. You said what? Drama, I believe. Yeah, I like. Uh, I tend to gravitate towards sci-fi movies for some reason. I don't really know why. That just happens to be the movies I like. I feel like a lot of yeah. like the really good cinematography is sci-fi movies. A lot of yep. like the best action movies. Like you could call Mad Max a sci-fi movie for sure. I feel like, but Mad Max and Aliens and Predator and Terminator Two, like those movies, RoboCop, those are all sci-fi movies for some reason but they're like the best action movies out there oh, yeah you know i guess you know die hard's a really good action movie too and that's not really sci-fi but a lot of a lot of the movies i'm like yeah those are some of the best of their genres it's like it's all sci-fi sci-fi just fits like any genre so i guess sci-fi would be my favorite genre just because it fits so well into any you can combine anything with sci-fi and it's good sci-fi horror you get alien you know sci-fi actions terminator is you know you could do anything with that uh-huh. i feel like so, how, what do you think about some of? And you mentioned Alien, so I'm going to use this as an example. But what do you think of movie franchises that kind of like branch out and are still kind of within the same universe as a beloved franchise, like Aliens, for example, when they brought out with Prometheus, or I believe that's what it's called, yeah, mm-hmm. or right. Alien Covenant. How do you feel about those sort of movies? Does it still have? Does it still capture your attention in that way because it's like a sci-fi, or does it kind of almost ruin the story? Because I know Prometheus and Alien Covenant are kind of like up in the air for most people, but I remember liking Alien Covenant. I hate Alien Covenant. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I it was like the, it. it was the first one that I it was the first one I that like I saw. I don't like either, and it's a pre- I can't remember if it's a prequel or it's like it's in a prequel. Between. It's a prequel. Yeah. yeah. I will. I'll admit it's really beautiful looking. Like it has really yeah. great CGI. But mm. it's got Michael Fassbender. Michael like Fassbender is highly cool. underrated. And he's also he's he's actor. good looking well, man. He is. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, he's the same character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which made no sense, but so your your question: Do I like spinoff movies, like uh, just shared universe like movies? Better better example of a spinoff is you know how every Marvel character now is getting their own TV show, movie, mm-hmm. um, miniseries, YouTube channel, t- stuff like that. I, I definitely yeah. think it takes away some of the magic when you just like smash something in your face so much. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, everyone is, is excited for the new Obi Wan Kenobi show, but it makes his appearances in the movies a little less special when you get so much screen time with him, you know, in a TV show that spoiler doesn't add a whole lot to the story in his character, but we'll get into that another La- time. But ladies and gentlemen, you've already heard our thoughts on <laughs> by the time this is out. <laughs> yes. But, uh, doing it in reverse order. Yeah. That's what we're doing. But it's, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's stuff like that. It, it just like, it will just slowly take away 
a lot of the magic and you know some movies can build upon it pretty well like some sequels do like the empire strikes back or terminator 2 and stuff like that but as you keep going it's just gonna get less and less special to the point where you get to alien covenant and just like everything that made the first movie good and how just like slow and methodical and just creepy it is Mm -hmm. everything's just instantly you know you get a face hugger on your face alien pops out like a minute tops i mean it's just stuff like that it's just like it just slowly devolves instead of evolving i guess the more you content you put out the more likely you're gonna make something you know worse i guess yeah one of one of the things that we talked about uh, with our buddy Liam on our Lightyear episode, and I, I think this is really adds to what you just said. Is, um, I, I think he, we, I can't remember what he was talking about specifically, but like as these as these franchises go on, it really takes away from the intrigue. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I watched Predator, as well as Alien. Well, Alien, I, I grew up with like the Chuck E. Cheese game, so I kind of knew. But like the first time I watched oh, Predator, yeah. I didn't know what it looked like. Oh. Whereas I don't know if you watched the trailer for the new show Prey. Uh huh. You could not tell that it is a Predator-related show, but they had to show the character. They had mm-hmm. to show the Predator. Yeah, right. I feel like as these franchises go on or stuff like that, it really it takes away from the mystery and the intrigue because, again, Terminator is a really good example, too. It, it's, you're, you're curious. You're like, oh, this looks different. This looks new. I want to see what it is. But as time goes on, we, we got to get the money shots in the trailer. We also, you know, when you see enough of the universe – Terminator is the mm-hmm. best example. Terminator 1 and 2 are great. But when you fail, like what, four or five times in a row, and then you make a new one and it bombs, and you wonder what happened, it's... We don't want anything to overstay its welcome, but unfortunately we're in the era where everything gets a spinoff, everything gets a sequel, everything gets a reboot, or everything gets a prequel. Or a sequel, I guess, but... Yeah. I think normally like the first instinct is to go sequel and or prequel and then spinoff. But then, like, once they find out, like, oh, this isn't just working anymore, then they'll go for the reboot route. So what's a movie or maybe a series that you would really like to see rebooted, but also at the same time, like, ooh, I don't know if I really want them to, like, ruin mm-hmm. my experience with that yeah. first one. So, for example, if they decided to reboot Back to the Future. I'd kill them. Well, I'd kill them. <laughs> they better not do that. Because no, right. I, I think the, I've, yeah, I think the producer said that they have absolutely no intention of touching even it. Even if, if they die and they reboot it, they'll come and haunt them. But yeah. to add on to that question, too, what is what I think what you just said was great, but to make it a two part question, too, what is also a series that before it got rebooted, you were like, really? Does this really need a reboot? But after you watch it, you were like, oh, I thought it was really good. So give give you two <laughs> two things to answer there. Okay. Uh first first question. I'm trying to think. So I feel like everything that is like a series or a movie has been rebooted if it was ever popular or big at this point. Besides yeah. Back to the Future. Besides Back to the Future. I mean everything. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Ghost, Three times. Ghostbusters so many times. Uh I can't think of anything else. Um Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. I mean Mad Max was one they did a good job with. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's I mean, yeah. It's hard to even think about a movie. I, mm, I, I was gonna say like Psycho. I was like, wait, they did they did do Psycho. <laughs> they did do Psycho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Man, yeah. It's that's hard to come up with. Maybe I guess more 
Hitchcock stuff. I guess you could you could oh. do more with North by Northwest maybe because it's yeah, a spy fair. thriller. But there's enough spy. Thr- yeah, there's not a whole lot. Everything's everything's got sequels take. and reboots, and it's just like going on right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I guess. Yeah, I didn't think we would see any more Predator after the last movie. And that that's something Horrible I would like to like to see more of. It's so my guilty I, pleasure, though. I am I'm glad they're still doing something with Predator because I thought for sure that they were never going to do anything Predator again after how bad and how much the last movie bombed. Uh, so I'm glad that they're doing that. Uh, so I guess that kind of counts. It's like if Prey wasn't coming out, I would say Predator for sure. Um, now, what was your question? What is one that's already came out that like surprised you? That surprised me how good it was. Like a reboot. I oh, Blade Runner for sure. Oh, Blade Runner for sure. Uh, you would, you would, say. yeah, you would think that would movie. That movie. I don't know if it should have sucked. There's some really good people behind it, but in terms of you know, because that came out around it, the time like yeah. the Force Awakens was coming out in Jurassic World. You know, movies that were like not bad, you know, but they were just capturing, trying to capture the magic Nostalgia, of the original, yeah. not adding a whole lot to it, and I feel like. Blade Runner added something to that universe, you know, and if you had asked me beforehand, should Blade Runner get a sequel? I was like, oh, absolutely not. You know, never, ever, ever. But Blade Runner 2049 was really dang good, and I think it really justified its existence. Yeah. So I'd say definitely that one. Do you have one in mind? I didn't play I did, but then I lost it. All right, I'll, I'll say one so that you can get it back. Um, I would probably say maybe the star trek reboots cuz i'm i'm low key a bit of a star uh, i must said star wars a star trek fan tricky and, and i actually really like the three reboots i i actually rewatched them recently they they give me marvel vibes which i'm kind of sick and tired of but i thought those were actually fairly um fairly decent and i had another one and i forgot it <laughs> so. i guess you could always go back to batman he's constantly getting rebooted but that's kind of that's what fair. keeps Batman as a character so interesting is because you see so many different people taking on this mantle and giving him such a different interpretation each time. So, but I feel that's like that's kind fair. of a, also a cop out at the same time. So, like you said, Planet of the Apes is probably yeah. the one that did it. Yeah, best. that's one you wouldn't think would do well, but it did do yeah. pretty well. Yeah, I think. Well, I swear to God, I have to bring this up every single week at this point. You think you know where I'm going with this one? Potentially. Maybe. So I'm thinking of a, of a, a movie that actually got rebooted last year. Fifty Shades. Oh, what? Oh, Fifty Shades. That's yeah, my I forgot about that. Oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> fair. I think for me, the big one that I'm thinking of was when I first heard that Dune was getting rebooted. I'm like, the movie sucks. Why is this getting rebooted? And then you know, I saw who's attached, and I know you're not crazy on Timothy at all, which is fine. No, that's you don't like that's Timmy. the one. That's what I was going to say, but I was oh, going to answer my question. Wonka. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a movie that I'm really interested in seeing, but at the same time, I also don't really want to watch it at all. But I know yeah. I'm definitely going to. Ike basically stole what I was about to say. I was about to say, after Dune got rebooted, which obviously I said is the best movie last year, my intrigue level for Wonka went sky high. So yeah. I think we were in agreement on that one. I th- the co- but it hasn't came out the yet. The costume so for it looks really cool. It's basically Daniel Day-Lewis in Gangs of New York, I believe. But at the same time, like yeah, it it'll be Wonka, weirdly. Wonka vibe. He definitely looks like Willy Wonka, dark and gritty, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> dark and gritty. But that was this summer. That Willy was Wonka builds his chocolate factory. He enslaves the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> 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 that's basically the Johnny Depp film. 
pretty much again well, yeah. hot, hot take. I actually think that's better. I than love the original. that movie so much. You're so many people. That's okay. Oh, oh, you don't well, like it? All right, guys, that's the last. I, I didn't say I didn't like it. Tell your mom you love her. Yeah, she'll never see you again. Final words to the world. Good morning, Starshine. <laughs> Good morning, Starshine. The Earth says the Earth hello. Says hello. <laughs> we just dated ourselves. We just did this episode of the podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really know what else we have to touch on. Um, Obvi- obviously, you, our Kenobi thought you guys are going to be. Oh, you already know that. You already know, so you'll be like, really? Or, yeah, yeah I agree with that. <laughs> Maybe uh, real quickly, favorite director, favorite actor, and. Why is it Ryan Gosling? What, yeah, why is it George Clooney? <laughs> Oh, that's true. Oh, I love George Clooney. The, oh, he loves George. Oh, we got another George Clooney yep. enthusiast right. on the pod. He, no, uh, you He's get to live home. again. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome back to the real world, Starshine. <laughs> that's the way to go. Okay. Uh, favorite director would be Ridley Scott. Ooh, okay. Uh, I love Gladiator. I mean, Blade Runner oh, Alien, yeah. I've already talked about. Uh, the Martian's really great, too. Oh, yeah. I think even director wise, Prometheus is pretty decent. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I still need to see looking that movie. Um, it's kind of boring, but I, it's visually very. It's sexy. very. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched his two newest stuff: the Lady Gaga Gucci movie and the Last Duel. Because oh. there's Bond. Um, but I will watch them eventually, just because they are really Scott. That I know the Last Duel was pretty good. One of the Actually, I heard it was very boring up to the very end, but the very end's worth the watch. No, the, that that movie was probably my top five last really? year. Really, very yeah. good. Yeah, I've, I'm definitely. Need to see it, and I'll definitely watch House of Gucci as well sometime. You know, I know it's, it's done. Good. Yeah, I know. It's not good. But uh, speaking of uh, Lady Gaga, real quick, there is rumors. The, of the Lady Joker Gaga thing is yeah, gonna be a musical. What is, is that? Let's what is no that? Let's go either thumbs up or thumbs down for it. In three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the. I'm straight <laughs> middle. Huh? I cannot explain. That's, that's another a, one of those well, movies. Well, that movie is such a joke at this point yeah. that the fact that it's a musical. It's it's really funny. You like have, that's so funny. You have TikTok. Yeah. Have you seen the TikToks where it's like POV Arthur and the second Joker, and he like, you know, blows someone's brain out, then turns around, looks at the camera, and starts singing. Like that's how it's gonna be. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah it's rumors. It, we're not saying this is confirmation. It but. could be really interesting as far as the dance moves because we know ah. how Arthur Flex moves on oh, on the screen. The so maybe it's a moves. really dark, twisted musical. Yeah. Which could which it worked for Sweeney Todd. So if they go yeah, more of that right. route, I'd be interested to see. But if it's straight up like La La Land or Sound of Music, nah. They don't no, don't they don't talk down La La Land. That's a no. I'm beautiful saying I'm movie. Sa- no. I love La La Land, La La but La I'm La saying Joker in oh, La La, La Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That's but if it's like Joker in like a Sweeney Todd Demon Barber Fleet Street, I could see it yeah. potentially working, even though it probably will still not. Now, is the movie yeah. necessary? Hell, absolutely no. not. The Joker had the best ending ever. Well. If you've already watched our Kenobi episode, you know our thoughts on if there if it gets to season two. But we're not going to say that again. But yes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I interrupted you. What was your favorite actor? My favorite actor, and why was it Ryan Gosling yeah, slash George Clooney? Ooh, yeah, Gosling. I don't know. That's such a George Clooney. Gosling. Clooney. Gosling. I think, man, that's such a. I think in terms of just being. It's not Clooney. In terms of being fun, I gotta say, in terms of fun. Chris Hemsworth. I, I mean, okay, yeah, Chris, yeah, that's Chris fair. Hemsworth. That's fair. I will see a movie just because Chris Hemsworth. Watch his new one. He is 
like the peak of masculinity for me. Like I'll yeah. go to a movie just because. Christian Bale. Fair. Ironically, Christian I would, no, say, I would not say Christian Hemsworth. Bale. I would say not, Hemsworth. Yeah, not Christian Bale. I love Christian, no, Bale, Christian Bale. No, I said they're both. Christian Bale's great. They're both on that level of masculinity. No, uh, Christian Bale is probably one of the best actors out there right now. I say my favorite actor is an actress, and it is goes back to Alien again. Is Sigourney Weaver. Oh, really? Oh, that's, yeah. she's, she's my amazing. favorite that's a, female that's uh, yeah. character ever. She's so I good. I mean, she's so good. I mean, she really gives her all in yeah. all of the alien movies, yeah. even the bad ones. And mm-hmm. she's I mean, she's great in Ghostbusters and Galaxy Squad and Avatar. I mean, all those movies. Yeah. And she's just fantastic and Wait. Oh, you're right. She is an Avatar. Yeah. I was like, she's yeah. a, she's an important part yeah. of Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the one thing I'm disappointed with as far as Alien goes is like the first one was much more and this is something that Colin You're, mentioned to you me. You could get canceled. But no, it's um the alien movies become more action centered and less horror centered and thriller. You prefer action? I pref no, I prefer the horror Okay, thriller. that's, what, that's it started right. off that's, that's right. what the that's first watched, one started have off. Have you watched with? Alien Three? Uh, I think I watched like half of it and I Have you watched Alien versus Predator? No. That's the it's better not. question. Have you seen Oh yeah. One? Terrible. Yeah. It's great, yeah. but there's such it's a fun. Great. There's so <laughs> a fun watch. It's terrible. It's great. No, this, the, second, no like, the second one's the bad one. Have you seen that one? Yeah, they're both. On, they're oh, both, the second one's horrible. That I one's horrible. They both suck. No, the they're first one's on the fun though. Morbius, you get, you just get, you, but you get Alien versus Predator in the first that's one, true. which is what you pay your movie ticket uh, for. Maybe that's what Prey is hiding. They showed you the Predator. They're not going to show you the Alien at the very end of the movie. Maybe, maybe. but it's Disney. So do you really think Disney's going to? They're going to. Yeah. They're going to make them go good in the end. Make Probably. It <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a good Everybody has a happy ending. Are you much of a video game guy at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you played Alien Isolation? Oh, I love that game. Oh, it's so good. Uh, what's the sequel coming out for that? Dark. They don't. They don't. They don't have a. Sequel. There no, is. There, there is a sequel in development. No, no. There's, no? Not. there's a reboot game a coming reboot out. They're, they're making a few like Aliens games, like yeah. based on the second one, which I haven't touched. But it won't be right. a uh, sequel. To no. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing a sequel, which is funny because. I mean, even to this day, people still talk about how great like the AI is for the, that alien in the game. Oh, and how yeah. great the game is in yeah. general, and they still just haven't made a sequel to it. So they it's need sad. to make a VR version of that. That would be they, terrifying. There are there are mods. Hands, my my friend downloaded a mod so we Wait, can play really? it in VR. Alien Isolation. Yeah. I Invite it. me over sometime <laughs> with that friend, and I will play <laughs> yeah. that. It was it was oh pretty cool. It was pretty cool. That'd be intense. Yeah, it was crazy. All right. Well, I think with that. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching Backstage Cinema. Uh, thanks for Noah for being on two episodes again. Yep. Appreciate We apologize for under. all of our opinions on Kenobi. You can kill each and every one of us. We don't know our opinions yet, but we'll, we'll get there in a little bit. But yeah. yeah. Um, where can they find you on, on the gram? Uh, follow me at Noah Lucas Core. Where can they find your address too? It's um, uh, one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Credit card number? <laughs> Credit card. <laughs> Social no. security. IP address? <laughs> IP address? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> Don't worry what? about that one. What? Yeah. Well, okay, guys. With Ike's a little bizarre, but with that being said, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out, guys.